Welcome back for episode nine. I am getting so much value from the value that you're getting from this podcast. I really have just been feeling so filled up by all of the yummy accolades and just feedback. And, you know, it really inspires me. It really motivates me to keep going. And this is my favorite way to communicate. It's my favorite way to create content and and deliver free information so that I can help as many people as possible. Welcome to the Prosperous Practice Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Bautista, and I am so honored, excited, and happy to have you here with me. Let's get into it. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about what to do when you've been trying to heal yourself, but you know that you're missing something. So you've been on a path, maybe for a really long time, of struggling with some sort of chronic symptom, chronic infection, or a a lifetime of, of, of a combination of things, right? And you just haven't been able to figure things out. And maybe you're someone who is even a practitioner yourself, right? And you're just like, I'm doing all the things and I'm just missing something, right? And so that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about what most practitioners are missing on the journey of helping someone with a chronic health issue. And I've been in this game for a while now. I've taken everybody's freaking programs, not everybody's, but (laughs) I've studied with a lot of different mentors, a lot of really advanced practitioners. And it's really amazing when you can really pull all the pieces together. And when I'm on a call with someone and I'm talking to them about their health history and they're just kind of, you know, we're seeing if it's a good fit, right? If we're on a discovery call, I can't tell you how often I will ask them these particular questions and if they've gone down these routes and across the board, they're like, oh, no, I haven't tried that. No, I haven't tried that. No, I haven't tried that. And it's like, it's a lot of areas. And so I'm a root cause investigator, right? And so that is where I shine. And I love to like turn over every freaking stone, knowing that the holistic picture includes anything that could potentially affect your happiness or your stress level. Anything that is playing a role in you feeling any sort of feeling is going to impact your health, right? So we want to look at all of those areas. It's not that we have to be all things to all people, but we do want to know that these areas are being addressed, right? And that we can have other colleagues, practitioners, you know, I I love to, you know, the concept of like a pod, right? Like, like it takes a village. We can have other practitioners shining in their zone of genius to help this person with those particular issues that maybe they haven't looked at if that's not your expertise. But it sucks. It really sucks when you've been trying to heal yourself, but you're missing something. I totally freaking get it. And there's layers, right? So sometimes you'll heal these like really big layers, but then something else comes up. And so my desire with all of my clients is always to like help them be the doctor of themselves like 80% of the time. Like I want you to be the doctor of you at least 80% of the time. And then the rest of the time you outsource and you work with practitioners that you trust and that have expertise in the thing that you really need. And, you know, in case this is news for you and you're a practitioner, and this is something I kind of had to accept is that you can't be your own practitioner. We're not designed to do it ourselves. We're designed to co-create. And so if you're struggling when you're trying to do it on your own, like you can't see your own blind spots, right? That's why coaching is so valuable. That's why hiring a practitioner is so valuable. I mean, I shouldn't have to explain that to you, but I can't tell you how many practitioners I know who don't take action on their own health 
and then are surprised when they get clients who have resistance, right? It's just such an energetic thing. And it could be the next best thing. And then I also understand is like, well, who do I hire, right? Who's going to help me with this thing that feels so out of my reach? And I have hired people, right? Like I've worked with functional medicine people. I've worked with epigenetics doctors. I've worked with nutritionists. I have an acupuncturist. I see a Reiki master. I have a shamanic practitioner, right? Like, right. So it's like, what am I, what am I missing? And so what we know for sure in the holistic and, you know, quote, quote, alternative medicine world, and it's catching on in other places, but essentially what we know when we are helping a person through a sustainable healing process, we know that disease thrives in a body that sustains it. So I'll say that again, we know that disease thrives in a body that sustains it. And so what all goes into that? What all goes into a body that sustains disease, right? And how does it, how does it look? And so this, it may look like, you know, someone that I spoke to just yesterday, my, my newest client, and she grew up always kind of into body stuff and she had a binge eating kind of background. So she, she grew up kind of binge eating and she was always into body stuff and she tried all the diets, all the fad diets. I mean, I can so relate, right? When I was in high school, I was like taking stacker twos and like trying to do Atkins and like all sorts of stupid shit, right? And so she also admitted that this was like not the right thing for her, but right. So it's like she gained and lost the same 60 pounds. I have the same story. Gained and lost the same 60 pounds, you know, multiple times in her life. And then, you know, she had an epiphany uh, six or seven years ago that she didn't want to do this diet culture shit anymore, right? She knows that diet culture shit isn't working and she just wanted to connect to her body more. She wanted to just feel more connected to what are the messages in my body and how can I help myself feel the best? Um, she was kind of a party girl too. So she, you know, which I was too. I mean, I, I told her, I said, you know, I smoked my first cigarette behind the church when I was like 12 years old. Right. And it was totally a peer pressure situation. I wasn't like going and like, you know, having a smoke. Right. I was like with a bunch of other kids and, you know, I partied and went to keg parties really young and experimented with drugs in college and all this stuff. And so like that, all of that is building, right? And so, so just when you're, you're keeping in mind, like what, what creates a body that sustains disease? Well, this is what we're talking about, right? And so then she decided that she wanted to connect more with her body. She got into health coaching. She did some MLM stuff, right? Like some, some beach body. I did like doTERRA. I did, oh my God, so embarrassing. But I first started out, the first MLM that I got, uh, you know, I don't want to give a bad rap to all MLMs, but some of them are really shady. The first one was freaking Herbalife. I was living in Houston and I like drove by this thing and I was like, oh, what a cool wellness center. And I went in and then they like totally gave me their whole spiel and like signed me up as one of their health coaches. And then, or they were trying to. And then at one point, I stopped the guy and I was like, yo, what about the ingredients in these things? Like what's in these things? And he was like, well, you know, I'm not an ingredients person. I'm a results person. And I was like, oh my God, talk about nervous system, like telling you what's up. So yeah, you know, either way she did some, she tried to find her path. She ended up in some MLMs. She ended up getting certified as a health coach, right? But she still doesn't feel like she has her shit together. She still doesn't feel good in her own body. So this not only is holding her back in her health, but it's holding her back in her business because she's still hiding, right? Last episode, I talked about, you know, hiding, right? And how that can show up. And so this is one of the ways when you still have your own chronic health issues or you just haven't figured your own stuff out. And also you just don't have the energy. You just don't feel good, right? To fully step into it. 
And so, you know, she, so, so she's, she's talking to me about gut issues. She thinks maybe she has SIBO. She's always bloated no matter what she eats. Salads, cooked vegetables, it doesn't matter. She's been stuck at her current weight uh, when she's about 20 or 30 pounds over what she knows is her natural body's, like what her body wants to be, the weight that her body wants to be at. I love how she framed that and how she says that. And that is truly how I feel about it as well. That it's not so much about the scale or losing weight or being skinny or whatever. It's just your body actually has like a weight that it feels it's best at. And so that is the desired weight that she was talking about. And she knows she's 20 or 30 pounds over that. And she just, she feels stuck. Like there's, she's doing all the right things and nothing's moving. She knows that there's some sort of energetic component, you know, there's some worthiness stuff and not feeling good enough. And so again, she knows a lot. She exercises. She also has asthma induced, uh, sorry, exercise induced asthma. She's been struggling with this for a really long time. And so this is another picture of what it looks like when there's a body that's kind of sustaining disease, right? All of these um, inability to lose weight, always bloating, asthma, right? Like these are, these are processes gone awry right? We don't even have to judge them as bad or wrong. You know, we can see that, yeah, there, there's some misalignment there, right? Seasonal allergies, and they get really, really bad at certain times of the year. Takes Claritin sometimes, but it doesn't always help. And she's been, she suffered with acne as a teen, so she had some skin issues. She's got achy joints. She feels like she has low-grade inflammation. Her joints are sore, right? And then there's some other stuff like headaches every day. She was a heavy drinker and she's never done a detox before. She's never done a proper detox. And when we talk about detoxification, I mean, that's a whole episode in itself where if you don't do it in a way that really supports the detox pathways and the channels, you can actually detox faster than your body can handle and you can cause a lot more problems, right? It's not just about a fucking butt cleanse. You know, I remember I told someone once, I was like, oh, I'm doing a cleanse, so I'm not going to come to the party. And they were like, oh, good luck with that. Like it was like some shit fest in my bathroom or something. And I'm just like, no, I'm just literally like not drinking alcohol or eating shitty food. Right. (laughs) Right. And I'm supporting, I'm supporting the mech, I didn't go, you know, that far, but I'm supporting the mechanisms of detox in my body by not putting stuff in my body or putting myself in that position. I didn't go into that whole explanation, but again, it's like detox in itself is a, is a really loving, nurturing process. And it's unique to the individual and you want it to be monitored by a professional if you're actually doing it in a way that's going to be sustainable and that's going to last because oftentimes people will do a detox, but then, you know, three months later they feel like shit again, up, better do my detox again. Like you don't have a detox deficiency, you know, it's good to keep your body's mechanisms flowing with intention and it's not a quick fix. It's not meant to be used as a band-aid either. And you can actually cause more harm than good sometimes if you're using it in that way. So it's good to know. But all of these things, again, come up when we have a body that is sustaining disease. These are the symptoms. These are the feelings, right? She said, I feel bloated no matter what I eat. So like first thing in the morning, I eat something and then I have that feeling the whole day, right? This is what our people are dealing with. This is what our people are saying. And if you've heard me talk about market research, I encourage you to take this in because these are the words that they're using. All right. So what is missing for someone like this, right? What's missing? She's a health coach. She eats really healthy. She's doing 75 hard right now. She works out. She doesn't drink anymore. She's been sober for three years, right? She's alcohol free. So what's missing for her? And many people will will meet someone like her, many coaches and practitioners who've been trained on gut healing modalities and things like that. And they'll start her on some sort of a gut cleanse, 
which is maybe not where I would start and maybe not wrong, but, you know, that is probably where many people would start. They would think, oh, well, it's a gut thing, so let's go to the gut. And everybody says, oh, everything starts in the gut. And it could be that that is the correct first step. However, oftentimes, if you've done that, right, if you've done that and you're still struggling, what you're missing is, is number one, is nervous system regulation and trauma resolution and trauma processing. Because trauma is not what happened to you. You know, whether it's big or small, whether it's just a matter of, you know, one time you fell and no one was there to catch you and, you know, and it was a totally harmless thing, but how that lives in your body now, or whether it was a big trauma and you experienced physical violence in the home, let's say, and how that is residing in your body and maybe causing digestive issues and, and dysregulation because the vagus nerve connects the brain and the gut. And so if there's dysfunction in the gut and the nervous system and brain health is not being addressed, it's going to take so much longer to address that gut issue. So much longer. And oftentimes it'll only be like a, like a surface solution because there's two parts to it. There's nervous system regulation, which is knowing how to self-regulate, how to put your body in a place of feeling more safe, sending the signals of safety on a physiology level, not in a mindset level, not in a bypassing level. Meditation can be used as a bypassing tool where you're just sitting with all this adrenaline and all this energy and not paying attention to the nervous system regulation aspect of it. Meditation can be very helpful for, for nervous system regulation, don't get me wrong, but oftentimes it's not enough because the charge, the body, the hormones that are, you know, moving through inside, they need to be discharged. And so that is an, a regulation piece, which can be taught. And there's different practices and tools. And in episode eight, I did a somatic chakra alignment practice where there's some regulation involved in that, right? There's a little bit of containment, a little bit of self-touch, slowing down, presence, right? And then apart from the nervous system regulation, there's the actual trauma processing aspect of things, which is when we go back and we look at what are the unresolved emotions and traumas and unresolved experiences that need to be discharged from the body's physiology in order for this person to be able to have a normally functioned digestive system. We can't miss that. And so if this is a piece that you have not explored, not only is it something that is missing from the gut picture, it's missing from every picture. The fact of the matter is, is that the body heals when it is calm. The body heals when it is calm, when it is in parasympathetic mode. So no matter what the issue is, if you're working to support the body so that it stays in parasympathetic mode as often as possible, you are doing better than any protocol, any long series of interventions. That's where the juice is. If that is missing, sustainable healing cannot exist. It just can't. And so that is uh, one area, the, the first area I would say that you kind of want to look if you have been trying to heal yourself, but you know you're still missing something. And a lot of practitioners are missing this piece in their, in their processes. And it doesn't mean that you necessarily have to be the expert on trauma and nervous system regulation, but this is something that you need to have some resources for your client. You need to have colleagues, you need to have some practices, and there's not, 
You don't even have to go so above and beyond. Like it's not even that serious. Teach them how to orient. And all that orienting means is that you pause and you look around exactly where you are. You look at the wall. There's a little bit of burp coming online. That's parasympathetic. I'm orienting right now. I'm looking at the ceiling where the ceiling meets the wall. I'm looking at the, you know, the top of the wall, looking down the walls, looking at what's on the walls, looking at the floor, looking at my shoes on the ground, looking at my dog's ball on the ground, right? Orienting to the here and now. Teach people how to orient. My gosh, you will change their lives. You will absolutely change their lives and teach them to do this right before they eat. Completely different experience in their digestion. And so let's look there. Let's look there if you haven't looked there yet. Number two, opening up the detox pathways. All of these symptoms that I just listed out with this with this amazing woman that I'm so excited to help, they are textbook detox pathway like these detox pathways are all clogged up. So the main detox pathways are the the intestines, the lungs, the kidneys, the colon, the liver, and the lymph, right? And so when we have constant bloating, right, we know that the colon, the main drain, is something's going on in there. Something's going on in the intestines and in that whole area. When we look at seasonal allergies, you know, that can be, especially when they get really bad sometimes more than others, you know, I recently was reading that trauma can actually activate mast cell, mast cell activation, and so if there's a season of the year that reminds you of a traumatic experience and it's like an unconscious, like low grade underneath thing, and then it causes mast cell activation, right? You're going to have really funky allergies and all sorts of maybe skin issues. I used to have terrible hives and horrible allergies, but like, right, we don't know this stuff. And it's a, it's a detox pathway issue. Oftentimes, like I have helped people remove toxins from their bodies, especially, gosh, a good gut cleanse, like put someone on GI Synergy for 90 days who's never done a gut cleanse before and they have allergies, their allergies will change substantially. And I mean, that's if it's the right product for them, right? This is not a, this is not a cure-all. And usually it's other things too, but I used to use that in conjunction with other products and, and other lifestyle stuff and people's allergies just completely change. They completely change because they're removing pathogens. They're removing toxins, which include heavy metals, toxic chemicals, bacteria, fungus, parasites, viruses. All of these are, are toxins. Foods, certain foods can be considered toxins depending on the state of your body, depending on the state of your immune system. And so all of this is, you know, detox pathway related and it's textbook. And when you turn on the detox pathways, she also drinks a ton of water. So it's not like she's not drinking water, but I bet she's not absorbing the water that she's drinking. All right. So we had the gut issues, right? We have always bloated no matter what she eats. So we know that maybe there's some food, food intolerances, right? That are causing, that are acting as toxins right now. She mentioned the asthma, right? When we talk about lungs and respiratory, like this is this is also sometimes indicative of a detox pathway issue. She's got achy joints and she knows she's got low-grade inf inflammation. And so if the toxins aren't getting out, they're going to recirculate in your body and they're going to cause reactions inside that lead to inflammation, inflammatory responses, which we want. We want the body to get inflamed. We want the body to do what it wants to do, but we don't want it to stay inflamed because it's that chronic low-grade inflammation that leads to disease process long-term. So detox pathway issues are a huge deal. I can't tell you how many practitioners I have learned from and also just know and see that they put someone on a gut healing protocol, for example, 
before the body is even ready to detox. You have to prime the body. You have to get it ready. You have to get the mechanisms ready to move the toxins out and then to bring them out of the cells and then to flush them out of the body through the drainage pathways. But if you start detoxing people or putting them on these kind of intense cleanses and their and their detox pathways are stopped up, they're going to start detoxing into their extracellular matrix, into their body water, and they can't get these toxins out. And then they're going to make them feel like shit. And also it's just not going to last long term. So again, if you've been struggling with your health issues and you haven't looked at this area, this is a major area that I often see missed. Okay, number three, and this is this I might even usually talk about right along with nervous system regulation, but they're all like equally as important. What's often missing is a heavy, heavy focus on mitochondrial health and cellular health. Your mitochondria, right? They create ATP. They are the powerhouse of your cells. ATP is energy. So if your mitochondria are compromised, you're not going to have the energy to heal. You're not going to have the energy to take the protocol, number one. It's probably going to really overwhelm you if you're not supporting also the cells and the brain and, and just like the proper cognition, proper functioning so that you can have the energy to do the things, make the changes, right? But also just mitochondrial health in itself, like giving your cells the energy, boosting that energy accelerates any healing process. And sometimes when we hit a stuck point or a stopping point, what the system needs is not more detox. It's not more testing. Oftentimes it's just, it's more energy. And the fastest way to get energy into the system is through supporting the mitochondria. There are certain protocols for this. I have a protocol for this. You're welcome to reach out. I will send it to you. But again, it's not just about the protocol. It's the holistic picture. And this just may be something that's being missed. It's commonly missed. Number four, what is very often missed by most practitioners is the importance of relationship health and the attachment piece and community, right? Like how are you in relationship How supported do you feel in community? What are your relationships like? How do you, how are your responses and reactions? What do you automatically think about in relation to other people? How does this affect you in terms of your behavior? How much do you trust people? How were you raised? What was your early childhood like? All of these experiences very much inform where one is at today in terms of disease process. I have taken extensive training at this point in in trauma, uh, but the somatic experiencing training, Diane Poole Heller's training, you know, I'm I'm involved in that. I'm doing Dr. Amy's biology of trauma and her advanced training. And it's all about looking at all of the, how these factors intermingle. And and from a from personal experience, I know that hypervigilance in relationships, for example, like that constantly thinking that you're going to get left or shamed or made wrong, that played a huge role in my relationships for my whole life. And then rebellion, how does that turn up in rebellion in terms of like someone telling me what to do or my practitioner providing me a plan? I've spoken to a lot of clients who have worked with other people and they're like, yeah, I just didn't want to do their protocol. Why? Because the attachment piece is missing because it's also about the attachment piece within the clinical practice itself, within the relationship between the practitioner and the client. If there is not a safe and secure attachment, you're not going to get that client very motivated. And this is one of my gifts before I even knew what the hell attachment was. I have a, I'm very gifted in connecting with people deeply very quickly. And it's because 
I'm very adaptive to people's attachment styles. I didn't know what this was called when I was doing it. Just like I didn't know that I was doing somatic work with people, getting them to feel their bodies before I knew that it was called somatic work. But yeah, that piece is really, really, really essential. And you may notice that your client is resistant or they keep coming back and they're not doing the work. And it's not, it's not you. It's not you. And it's not even them. It's not, it's not a fault or a blame thing. It's a root cause thing. And that, that root cause is often rooted in this, in these kind of early attachment patterns that create a lot of dissonance in relationships. And if we're not looking at that, then we don't have the full picture and we're not going to be able to serve the client the best. And it's going to contribute to this thriving of disease because that underlying low-grade adrenaline rush from this fear of relationships is, is never going to go away. And it's going to keep that person in a disease, in a disease state instead of this parasympathetic state or in a disease feeding state, I should say. It's a lot and it's important. And so the last piece here, again, if you've been trying to heal yourself, but you know you're missing something, you may be missing the spiritual healing aspect of your journey. And in fact, I don't know how one can can sustainably heal without getting connected to this aspect of self. I have people that are very, very, very close to me and they do all the things and, you know, I know that, that, that this is what they're missing, that they inherently just don't really believe in anything other than this life. And that is just, I'm not making that wrong. I'm just saying it makes it much harder to sustain a healing process if that is what you believe. And so if, if you may need to dabble in some spiritual healing and or some energetic clearing, to me, they're kind of one and the same because my spiritual practice is all, it's, it's so energetic. It's such a big part of me. It's where I'm moving from. It's where I choose to move from, where I'd like to move from. And so sometimes we need to clear energies a little bit through grounding, through somatic work, through meditation, through new experiences with the self. And then we can really get the picture and then we can really clear up the energy and the motivation and move forward with moving through the sustainable healing process journey because it is a journey and we meet fellow travelers along the way. And sometimes those fellow travelers that we want to seek out are those that we feel resonance with that might help us to navigate our own relationship with our spirituality. It's not about going to other people for answers all the time. It's not. Sometimes it is to co-create and it's also about accessing your own inner wisdom, your own inner energy clearing ability, because you have it. You absolutely have it. You've just been taught that you don't. You know, our, our conditioning tells us that we're not as powerful as we are. And so we get to explore that. And so again, if you've been trying to heal yourself, but you know that you're missing something, I just want you to know that the, the focus and the intention are really, really important. And you can look in all of these areas and you can know that we don't want to label the body as broken. We don't want to chase microbes. We don't want to chase, you know, what is wrong with me? Because the more attention we give to that, the more we're going to feel that. We also don't want to force outcomes, right? We optimize function. We optimize the function of the individual. We clean the body water. 
you are as a human being are made of, up of mostly water. If your body water is dirty, you're going to feel like shit and it's going to lead to disease process. Your, your organs and glands are going to be sitting in a bunch of gunk. And of course, they're, of course, things are going to get weird with your health, right? So we clean the body water and we, we create a sense of calm aliveness. We create a sense of calm aliveness by giving the body what it needs and removing what it does not need. And that is how we get the body to do what it innately knows how to do, which is work toward a state of health. That's what it wants. That's what it's always trying to do. I attract a lot of clients and health coaches into my practice who have not figured out their own stuff, right? They figured out as much as they can, but they're stuck. And that's okay. And if that's you, and you've done a lot, right? Usually you try all the things first, and then these are often the things that are missing. And hopefully, you know, your journey starts with a lot of these things. Mine definitely didn't, but these are definitely places to learn and find huge leverage points to get your body feeling freaking amazing and to to stay in a healing mode so that it sustains itself. It sustains healing mode instead of sustaining disease. I hope this served you. I'm sending you so much love. And I encourage you to reach out if you need support in this area and you want my perspective on it. Hit me up in the DMs on Instagram at the Laura Bautista, and I would really be happy to offer you some some guidance. And I am taking on some new clients right now. So let's do a six-month journey. Let's let's turn your health around. The picture can look so different six months from now, a year from now. The reason this woman reached out is because she saw another client that I worked with who's lost an incredible amount of weight. She came to me with actually chronic boils. She had uh, hydrotinitis suppurativa, which is kind of chronic boils and chronic infection. And she, you know, she was overweight and she wasn't feeling good in her body. And her body completely changed after six months. She didn't have those boils coming out anymore. I've helped people with overcome herpes simplex virus, uh, which is genital herpes, and put those into remission. And it's all about the body's state. It's designed to thrive. I promise you it is designed to thrive. And I know you know that if you're listening to this. So be the client that you wish to attract and support yourself in these ways, whether it's with me or someone else. If you're missing a piece that's holding you back in your business, especially because you've tried everything, but you're kind of feeling hopeless, one of these areas is going to open up some some newness for you. And I wish that for you. I wish for you to be able to express in this world everything that you feel in your heart. And I welcome you to connect. And I will talk to you next time. Sending you so much love. Bye for now. Thank you again from the bottom of my heart for joining me for this episode of the Prosperous Practice Podcast. To catch all the magic that's being offered here, I want you to subscribe to the show. Or if you want a weekly dose of wisdom in your email inbox as you evolve your wellness practice, sign up to receive my letters at rootyourradiance.com. Like all good things, this podcast creates space for a diverse range of voices to be heard. We share the mic and we work to lift these voices to create a higher standard of healthcare for the planet and for the future. To increase the voice of our community, please consider sharing this episode with a friend, a colleague, a loved one, or on your social media to keep this conversation going. And thanks to those who make this Prosperous Practice podcast so friggin' special. Our wonderful music is by James Wilder, and Prosperous Practice is produced by Particulate Media. 
The ideas and inspiration come from beautiful humans like you that I truly feel so lucky to be in circuit with. Once again, I'm Laura Bautista. Take good care and be well. Until next time, bye for now.